With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? Your back, back is broken. What, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. What's up, everybody? This is uh, the MRI report, your MRI report for uh, week 12. And we are brought to you by, uh, you know, Dave Matthews again. (laughs) (laughs) And Tim Reynolds. (laughs) The second time. Yeah, Yeah. and Tim Reynolds. So, uh, you know, this this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. If you want to be the best and look the best in your fantasy football leagues, head over to Viridian Global and buy a couple shirts and hoodies on me. You know, I can tell you from personal experience that Viridian shirts are first class and they have the best designs in the business. Some of mine. No more say, overpaying. How do we how do we know they're the best? Because Maddie is designing them himself. Yeah. No more overpaying for fantasy apparel. You know, first time customers use code MBC2020 to save 10%. And tell them that Maddie Big Chess sent you. You know, that's a good deal. I'd take I like that. It. I got to get on a shirt or two there. I've heard yeah. good things. I've, I'm I'm very picky when it comes to my t-shirts and having finite space in my smallish New York City apartment. I'm even pickier about adding new clothing to the wardrobe. But it sounds like it's the a great combination of looks and feel. I love a t-shirt that fits perfectly. So I think I might have to finally, you know, pony up. Not that much because we got the discount and uh, and get something I like. Cowboys you know, fans, so there's probably not any good Cowboys <laughs> ones out there, though. They have a CD Lamb one that's, that looks pretty good. Um, but, you know, it's the athletic fit, so it makes it look skinny no matter what. I, I really like their their uh, the fit of their shirts for for that reason. So, uh, you know, let's, let's get into some injuries on Week 12. Uh, there was some pretty big ones for fantasy. We sure. Thought. Yeah, we thought there was some big ones, but uh, we might have dodged the bullet with uh, DJ Moore. Yeah. You want to talk about? Yeah, him? yeah. So let's talk about DJ Moore. That was a that was an interesting one because that sounded so bad from what uh, you know fantasy Twitter had to say. Uh, luckily, my boys in the Patreon found a video for me quickly. I was able to look at it. It wasn't the greatest view, but it was just odd to me that it looked like it occurred on his take off, which is usually not when Achilles uh, tendons rupture. So that's usually during landing or cutting. It's it's when it's lengthening under load very quickly. That's the uh, the scary one for soft tissue stuff, especially. Um, and so I I was not on that. It was odd though because the way he grabbed both the, his upper calf and right behind his heel, I'm like, oh, I don't know. This is this is strange. But it didn't look like the the belly of the the gastroc had the gastrocnemius is the big calf muscle. It didn't look deformed. That usually when the Achilles tendon ruptures, everything balls up a little bit higher. Literally like a rubber band is being pulled up north on the back of the leg. There, um, that's a little bit of you know, just my thought process as far as 
trying to uh, assess injury via video, maybe more than you guys need to know. The short of it is the MRI report reported no significant damage. It sounds like maybe he just has a minor ankle sprain. Um, my thought process was maybe it was just a calf strain. But uh, regardless, the Panthers are on a bye this week. So we have many days as uh, <laughs> our soon-to-be former fearless leader might describe. We have many days, many days to figure this out um, before knowing what his uncertainty or certainty for week 14 is. I don't think there's – do you have any speculative ads uh, that you would hop on between now and maybe this weekend instead of, you know, who would you add in case you think DJ Moore isn't a go in week 14? Anybody or is that that, – that death chart seems pretty like – it's pretty sad right now. Yeah. Man. That's Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel if DJ Moore is not a go. But I do think that DJ Moore should be able to play in Wii 14. It I seems do like it was just a strain and that he's yep. going to be okay. They were just doing it for preemptive measures. Yep. So they took him out of the game. Um, but, yeah, he looks okay. And I was just going to say, that being said, we have seen now the Carolina staff be extremely cautious with Christian McCaffrey. Well, you know, not probably going to get uh, a lot of information with them on their bye week as they, you know, there won't be practice reports, but we'll look to, you know, Wednesday next week will be the important one, assuming uh, they have a Sunday game next week. I don't think they're the Thursday game next week. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the, you know, fantasy, fantasy football Twitter has loved DJ Moore for some time now. And he was sort of catching some steam after a slow ish start uh, avoided avoided something serious there uh, moving on to probably the next most potentially serious one from a fantasy perspective daniel jones of the new york football giants has a strained hamstring he left the game on what looked like a fairly benign play i have to go back and look at the film and see really how he managed to strain his hamstring on this one you know daniel jones being a that guy touched 21 miles per hour this season. Nobody watching this podcast, uh, watching this YouTube video, or listening to this pod, uh, unless there's some, for whatever reason, NFL guys or uh, you know one per, top one percent athletes listening to this, we're not touching 21 miles per hour, guys. Uh, so the the fact that it wasn't on like some crazy scramble or long play that Daniel Jones uh, was a victim of that, you know, the sniper from from the uh, the clock tower that usually is you know forty yards downfield was odd, but so he he left the game and then he trotted back out. This game was way closer than I thought it would be. It was interesting. The Giants really I felt like controlled the clock and the yardage and the yards per play in the first half. Some big plays, some long drives, but some uh, you know some poor special teams, which is surprising under Joe Judge, ex special teams coach of the Patriots. I think they they have a clean record up until this game. Uh, that a couple special teams blunders, giving up some really long returns, and then some poorly timed field, uh, some poorly timed, excuse me, turnovers, giving up some really good field position, kept the Bengals in this. And so this game was close when Daniel Jones went down. He came back in for, uh, I believe, a handoff, and then he made one throw, and you could tell as he tried to step off. I think it was his right leg. So, so trying to push off of that right leg, extend that hip, the, the hamstring is a part of hip extension. It's, you know, in terminal hip extension or the back end of hip extension, it's very much 
a, a glute-dominated movement, but the hamstring does need to be involved there. Um, so after that one, you could tell. I mean, he was limping back onto the field, and then he limped off. But the fact that he was sort of able to come back in and play a play, I didn't think it was that serious. My brother is the big Giants fan, or he, my whole family is big Giants fans, but my, my younger brother's got his ear to the ground um, probably more so than I do, as especially as real Giants football goes. He knows probably every player on the depth chart. Uh, but we were going back and forth, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think it can be that serious based on all of that. And then all of a sudden reports after the game was that it's, it's very serious and, you know, could be season ending. And I was uh, befuddled, but, you know, we wouldn't be able to know that without an MRI. And sure enough, the MRI – now, this is not a victory lap. I was just confused by the way it was all handled. Um, the MRI showed that he avoided very significant damage. And, uh, you know, our back and forth was that maybe they were just preparing <clears throat> the football universe to uh, probably not expect him to play – week 13 coming up and maybe he comes back for week 14 probably uh i imagine it will depend on how things unfold in this nfc least man the eagles lost last night so the the washington football team has uh washington and the giants both four and seven after mm-hmm. but wow. i think the 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 washington football team has the uh tiebreaker tie right yeah so who knows? I think the who the Giants have this week? The Seahawks. That's a tough one. Uh, so the Giants will be. I'm, I'm not sure if that's home or away. I'll be doing my 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 prep for the the fabulous big bet tomorrow night. Um, what, and what, then, what's your take on Kyler Murray and his shoulder? So Let's talk about that. Uh, I, I wish we touched on that one a little bit last week. Actually, we did. We touched on it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I didn't watch much of that game uh here maybe this is a an unpopular take not a fan of the red zone like it's cool for fantasy purposes but i really like to watch a football game i don't like when somebody else decides like when i you know when when a game is going off i digress um but i did so you need 12 tvs to watch all the one one p.m games yeah exactly or i'll just watch my two uh shitty NFC East, it's the the Fox game is usually a shitty NFC East game, and then the CBS one is the shitty AFC East game because it wasn't it wasn't the Pats, it was Jets, Dolphins, and then Giants, uh, Bungles. Uh, luckily, yeah. like because we're so involved with fantasy and the big bet, like I very much was on the the Giants and Bengals game because I teased the the Giants to win. I got them, you know, basically outright and the under, which hit, but it wasn't without some uh, some heart racing. You'll get the rundown on that tomorrow night. Um, but Kyler Murray, you know, I, w- I was definitely with that AC joint sprain concerned with his ability to get the ball downfield and probably accuracy as he gets further downfield. So I don't know. I don't know what that game looked like, but I did see enough with. He didn't run a lot. He didn't run a lot. Okay, so maybe he was avoiding contact. Maybe yeah. Bill Belichick. I'm I'm sure he had a great defensive scheme going into that game. He did, um, and they beat him. But there was there was at least one throw I saw that was down a sideline, and it was either I don't know. It just was like Kyler Murray. Kyler Kyler Murray usually nails those like outside the hash marks down the fields uh, go routes, um, and it was it was. It was very off. So, yeah. you know, if we get – I don't know if somebody gets me some 
five minutes of Kyler Murray throwing tape this past week. This is yeah, this is me calling everybody out. Uh, slide it into my DMs or whatnot, and maybe we'll get some better analysis there. But I don't know. It could have been a function of West Coast, not West Coast, but you know, three time zones away. West Coast team traveling to the East Coast for a one o'clock game, which is usually uh, a challenge. And then you know, Belichick at home. That was one where I was very close to getting on the Patriots in some regard, but they've had such a Jekyll and Hyde season that I didn't want to touch it. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe it's just Bill at home with uh, very, creating a very good game plan like he did against the Ravens with, you know, the Ravens involved weather. Anyway, I digress. That's my thoughts on Kyler. Uh, the only other as far – oh, so we have two more real, like, fantasy offensive guys. Philip Lindsay sustained a what seems to be a very minor knee injury and – might go this upcoming weekend. He, um, he's, I, I feel like he's been the most efficient running back in that backfield from a rushing standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they get a real quarterback back this week. So they, some guys can be fantasy. Relevant they all test then, the negative. All right. Thank God. Um, well, boneheads, just boneheads. That's all I got to say is like, they were the eating your- during a meeting. <sighs> Oh, that's that's brutal. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it, it, they were taking their masks down to eat, so that's why there were trace contacts. Yeah, and they yeah sure, sure. That's um, what they said. I'm sure that's what it was. There, there was an interesting take on the GM shuffle from yesterday that I listened to today where hopefully all the NFL teams learned from this one and put their, their, their third-string quarterback, okay, you are not to do anything near the – the, the first and second, because what happened to the Broncos, if that happens to a playoff contending team, like that has very, very severe implications. Um, but yeah, Philip Lindsay, keep an eye on Like the Lions? <laughs> they got to keep the Blau Plow away from Stafford. Yeah, yeah, because they're contenders. <clears throat> um, oh, that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how, if Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay especially, is back He's going to come back. He's going to come back now that Patricia's gone. Yeah, I, I wonder if the Lions rally around Patricia being fired. Like, we've seen it happen now with the Falcons this year. We've seen it happen in years past. God damn it. I, I'm convinced that's how Jason Garrett ended up the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, however many years ago that was, when they fired Wade Phillips. And I was like, no, please don't, please don't. Biggest Jason Garrett hater over here. Anyway, um, we will keep an eye on Philip Lindsay's practice reports, but I expect that he might be a go this weekend, and hopefully Drew Locke is back in there because he probably he gives them the best chance to compete. Um, when he's been healthy, they've been good, and I think he's, you know, as long as he's avoided COVID, he's as health, healthy as he's been all season. Uh, and then Will Fuller suspended six games for violating the NFL substance abuse policy. A man could yeah, whatever he's <laughs> using should be legalized. <laughs> yeah, seriously, a lot of those guys could use it this year. Four years of just battling injuries, and he's finally putting up his breakout season. And sure enough, you know, he had an Instagram post about how, uh, and it very much is plausible that he, he took something that a doctor said was uh, allowed. Um, that wasn't wasn't banned by the NFL or it was substantiated, um, whatever that process is. But shame on him and or his agent and whatever staff he's consulting to uh, not do their due diligence to really make sure. You know, I, I imagine there's just a list like you just and you can probably control F it like we all do um, for our, our our quick searches on whatever 
whatever writing program, whether it's Google Docs, Microsoft Word, or just your goddamn internet. Um, so Bomber, Will Fuller are going to miss the season, and he's going to be a free agent next year. So who knows what's going to happen with him. I imagine what he did this year was probably good enough to land him uh, a, a decent-sized contract, but with the, the cap issues going into next season potentially, and this could be a loaded free agent class, and we know it's going to be a loaded rookie class being drafted. Uh, who knows? So that's uh, unfortunate for Will Filler. And, you know, my thoughts there is that might be unfortunate for the Texans the rest of the season because this Deshaun Watson has – Deshaun Watson is great. He's still like a top five quarterback, probably eh, top five quarterback for dynasty for sure. Probably like a top eight NFL quarterback. Um, as far as if you wanted to win a Super Bowl next year, which which quarterback would you want on your team? I imagine he's right there. Um, but with Wolf Fuller out and Kenny Stills just being released, it's now down to Brandon Cooks and then Kiki QT, some some tight ends, and then David Isaiah Duncan Coulter. And- uh, is he okay, Maddie? Is he's that a our, rookie? Is he an ad? He's six four. He's a good ad. You know, okay. if he's available in dynasty leagues in a short league, he's a good pickup. I think that uh, he has some good potential uh, okay. to to actually show out because they're not. They're, I mean, it's it's not like they're playing with a uh, what is it called? An interim coach right now. They're gonna right. they're gonna give some guys some chances and they're gonna see who can ball out before uh, they decide to hire a GM and coach. So. You're right. Yeah, I like that take. Yeah, so, so so some of these younger guys will get a chance again. And then moving on to a uh, an injury. So this week coming up, the Texans and the Colts play. And that was one where I'm like, okay, these these injuries might have some implications. That over-under opened – or I, sh- I, should, I should rephrase it. I don't know if it opened at 53, but looking today it was at 53, and I'm slowly – you know, Monday I look at them. Um, look for any obvious ones Tuesday. I look again and see what else. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking a little deeper today since it's Tuesday as we'll record tomorrow for the big bet. And now knowing that Fuller is out stills has been released. And then on the other side of that game, Anthony Costanza suffered an MCL sprain in Indianapolis's game against Tennessee. And so that was a, that was a huge scoring game, but a lot of the Colts points came in, in, Time that didn't matter. The, the Titans had this game in hand in the first half, um, and their defense we know is is uh, fairly fairly friendly for fantasy and betting over reasons. I but- traded away Derrick Henry to the guy I'm playing this week for for Justin Herbert. I gave him Ooh. DJ Moore and Derrick Henry and Matthew Stafford for Justin Herbert in a future first. Ooh, okay, um, so it was a fair trade. Yeah, and are you but Justin this Herbert? Year? Yes, and I needed a quarterback to really push me over the edge. Gotcha. Because I have DeAndre Swift and Antonio Gibson. So I was like, I'm sad. Go figure. Everybody drink, man. DeAndre Swift and Antonio Gibson. Um, I'm kidding. What's up? But, But, uh, you know, I got got Derrick Henry, and I'm lost by one point. Brutal. I traded – I just traded Derrick Henry – so I'm in my one of my home leagues is a uh, it's a keeper league. You can keep three guys each year, and you can keep any given any guy up to three years. Um, and so, like if you draft a guy, you get him that year, and then potentially two years longer. And the the first year you keep him, you lose whatever round you drafted him, and then the following you lose a round up. But I um I just traded James Robinson 
who I picked up as a free agent and our free agent designation is a ninth round pick in that league. So it would have been, you know, potentially a great keep to keep James Robinson for a ninth round pick, but I like at least three other keepers on that roster. So I just traded Robinson for Derek Henry, who I probably won't keep because it'll cost me a first or a second, uh, which I, I don't know. We'll see. But I just, I'd straight, I traded Robinson straight up for Derrick Henry just to get him for the playoff push. And then sure enough, like every other one of my running backs, like Mixon, Gurley, Swift, all didn't play this week. And I went up against the guy I traded James Robinson to, C-Bat. Um, and he it's, – it's a flea flicker league, and Big Ben is his quarterback, and he's losing by like 13 points. And I don't, mm. flea, I don't think flea flicker is going to be counting that game. So I think that, that trade was the difference in my week. Anyway, so I digress, but going back to this Houston, uh, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts game, Houston's defense hasn't been very formidable this year, but if, if Phillip Rivers is without his left tackle, which we've already seen this year, has been very, uh, very important, both for their passing game and their running game, uh, I, might, I might be on this under, and it might be time, you might be fading some of the – it's probably a fade Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton week for sure, even though Hilton just broke out. Uh, maybe you're playing Hines and and possibly Taylor, but I don't know. I might uh, – I got to think about this one, and we'll, we'll keep an eye on Costanza because there's probably a chance he does play this week. But if he doesn't, I'm probably going under that 53. I think we see I, – I feel like the, the – we had a lot of high scoring games the first half of the year. I think now that there's enough film on, on uh, teams and we're seeing divisional games where they're, they're playing uh, a second time already. I think we're, we're seeing more unders and we saw it last night and what I thought would be more of a shootout, but that Eagles defense is, has played pretty well most of the year. And I think the Seahawks defense was coming on. Um, but anyway, we got one more to talk about. Uh, we had, Corey Lindsley, center for the Green Bay Packers, was carted off the field in Green Bay on uh, – was that Sunday night? Against mm-hmm. the, the the Bears. It sounds like he's avoided anything season-ending, but he does have a sprained MCL that will probably keep him out at least a week, maybe two. Um, so keep an eye on that. The Packers play the Eagles this week. Is that in Philly or in Green Bay? It is in Green Bay. So that, I don't know. I don't know about that. It's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold for sure. But both of those teams are probably used to playing in the cold at this point. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think that affects any of them, but might affect the the Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Dillon less rush running game. The 50% uh, split between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is just crazy. It is wild. But, like, in Jamal Williams' defense, like, he's been pretty good, right? Yeah, he's improved a lot this year. So, I mean, so I, I thought, I mean, why not when he play? got to show out last year, he was pretty good, too. Like, mm-hmm. he, he catches the ball fairly well out of the backfield. And I, I don't know. I got it. Like, I know as fantasy, uh, fantasy players, we all want that one guy to be the guy. But if you have a, a few guys that are, are good enough and you trust, like, the name of the game is keeping guys fresh, especially in this this season, this uh, this year of attrition with so many what feels like so many key guys going down at points in the season. And I don't know if there's more injuries this year than in past, but it just feels like so many more key guys. Like 
for first round picks in uh, redraft, like who, what first round picks have been super reliable? Like McCaffrey, Barkley, no. Uh, Zeke, no. Not not injury related, but perhaps COVID. Kamara was was uh, reliable. Kamara Breeze was healthy. Yeah, and now and then look, Breeze going down, and of course now Taysom Hill is, and maybe Kamara is is irrelevant until Breeze comes back. Who knows? I got to think that with more time, they'll get him the ball more. Um, also, in just just a weird thought on that that Saints Hill situation. Okay, so the Saints played the Broncos this past weekend against uh you know a, a wide receiver from um wake forest basically so that game was pretty much in the bag the week before they played the falcons and now they play the falcons again wouldn't it be something if sean payton was like all right we play them again in two weeks let's throw a curveball at them and not announce our starting quarterback until late in the week and they're probably i would imagine they were planning for a winston in atlanta because of uh he backed up breeze when he went down and he was he was signed in the offseason. He's like our prototypical quarterback. Like that's a big, uh, a big change to go from a, a Drew Brees to a Taysom Hill. But what if, what if Peyton was just like, okay, this is the curveball I'm going to throw at them, them, then, and then we roll with Taysom Hill against Denver, and then what? If, what if this week he switches to Jameis Winston? I don't like. It's probably like a less than five percent chance. But the Saints play the Falcons again this week in a divisional game. They have a little bit of a cushion against the Bucks right now. But I think if the if the if the Saints win this week, what are what's their record going to be? They're ten, uh, ten and two or nine and three. Yeah, I mean they're the best in the NFC. Yeah, and to have and to have beaten they'll have beaten the Bucks twice. The Falcons twice. I got to think they're very. They would be very close to having that wrapped up. Um, so yeah, that's a, a fairly quiet week for injuries this this past week. Hopefully, we can get that way the rest Thankfully. of the year. Yeah, yeah. Kenny and Drake's back. He looks healthy. He looks good. Uh, Kenny Galladay Swift needs to is come back. back healthy. Swift yeah. needs to come back. You know. Uh, Jonathan Taylor needs to come back. We need we need some guys to come back healthy and come yeah. back strong this week for our, our fantasy playoffs. And uh, I mean, do you have any playoffs starting this week? No, me neither. No. They started fourteen all, all for week me. fourteen. Yeah, all week fourteen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they need to come back so I can make the playoffs because I'm in. I'm on the bubble in a lot of leagues. Me too, man. I don't think there's. It's I don't think there's one league I'm in right now where I have first or second place. Or I'm in first or second place. Uh, maybe one of my dynasty leagues. I'm in second place, um, but I I have playoffs wrapped up in zero leagues right now, and that's frustrating, especially navigating injuries and and throwing down fad or waiver claims every week. So, and then being and then being wrong about fucking kickers and defenses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you had a young way coup, you'd just be you'd be golden every week. Seriously. That, guy, that guy's scoring like a mad dog. Leading scorer in the league, right? Yeah. He's got to be. He's got 29 <laughs> field goals. That's basically the equivalent of probably 13 touchdowns. Yeah. He's he's crazy. I don't think anybody's got 13 touchdowns, right? No. He, he's nuts. but uh, And he's good at onside kicks. Oh, and, and extra points are thrown in there too. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway. That's, he's that's, really that's, we're going to wrap up the <laughs> – the most reliable, the most reliable injury report with uh, some kicker takes. Mm-hmm. That's it, guys. Uh, have a good, have a good week, uh, and no injuries week thirteen.
Let's yeah, go. Fingers crossed. Hey, welcome everybody, and uh, hope you're all doing well. I wanted to hop on for a few minutes and just share the experience I've had with the big bet. I just started sports betting, God, five weeks ago when I actually signed up for uh, the MyBookie account. And since then, it's become a little addiction. And being able to uh, talk with Memphis and Kyle and the DMs and the group chat, and uh, I swear Kyle and I are on like a synchronized schedule that we're always about to message each other but bounce the ideas off and ever since i started uh listening with the big bet i've been able to kind of formulate my own opinions there are a few bets that the guys talk about that i like but a lot of the time i'm able to start kind of formulating what i like and find different things based off of what they talk about so it's a good time it's a great episode and i look forward to that every uh thursday morning so you guys go ahead and pop on. Make sure you get a listen and sign up for uh, that my bookie. It's a great deal. Welcome to Coffee Talk with your host. Hey, Maddie, Maddie, you've been looking so fine. I'm the man. Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. You know what? I'm going to fucking knock you out. You know, I am done talking. All I just need is some a buddy to show up. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. Um, you were you were an amazing uh, trash talker in your day and, and still are to this day. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> you talking to me? You talking to me? Then who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Dynasty Warzone Coffee Talk Week 12. It was a pretty weird week for fantasy purposes, and I'm going to touch on rookies specifically. So I just want to take a moment of the time to say we have a sponsor for our show now. It's Viridian Global. Um, And if you want to buy a couple shirts and hoodies on me, you We have a discount code now that is MBC2020, and you save 10% off on your first purchase. And tell them that Matty Big Chest sent you. That is at viridianglobal.com. They have great apparel. It is top of the line. This is one of the shirts I have right here that's made by Viridian. It's a a great brand. They do a great job over there. Um, And that, again, is MBC2020 on their Viridian wear. So I just want to take some time to gloat and say that Antonio Gibson is a monster at running back. People didn't believe me. People doubted me. People called me crazy for trading away 2021 first for Antonio Gibson at the start of the year. I did it everywhere I could because I knew he looked good. This man could jump cut for days. Like if you can, if you can do a successful jump cut two times in a row, you're going to have some success in the, in the NFL. This guy has patience. That reminds me of Le'Veon Bell when he's running. He played against a week. Cowboys defense. Let's say it's weak because it was. He played against a weak Detroit Lions defense, but he still put up good fantasy points. And that's when you want to see when they get opportunity like that. And uh, speaking about opportunity, James Robinson, if you did not know this, James Robinson has taken all the snaps, all the opportunity at running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars besides seven touches. That to me says future success for James Robinson and that they, they believe in him for the long term. And I would, uh, look to acquire him now and see if uh, someone who's not in the playoffs has him because you could, you could add a very valuable piece and try to spin it that he's not going to be there next year with the draft and everything. 
Um, but he should be there again as a starting running back next year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he looks good doing it too. He was the uh, second highest scoring rookie um, in my leagues, in my fantasy leagues from right behind Antonio Gibson, who put up a, a three touchdown game. You know, James Robinson's consistently been a running back one. Why would you not want this guy on your team? He's a monster. Speaking about monsters, Justin Jefferson is continuing his monster rookie season. This guy, he can ball, man. This I don't know what's up with him. He's he's just come out of LSU and he just destroyed everyone. So does this bode well for Jamar Chase coming into the 2021 rookie class? I think so. Um, Justin Jefferson's success is unprecedented. He's he's putting up numbers that people have not seen for rookie wide receivers. Uh, Adam Thielen was hurt, so he was out of the game. But Justin Jefferson stepped up and had two touchdowns and 80 yards. Um, that's that's a really good performance for a wide receiver. Uh, he really helped them stay in the game and win the game, too. So, I mean, Justin Jefferson is a building block for your fantasy teams going forward. Uh, I don't think you should be selling him if you have him. I think you should be trying to acquire him or hold him because he is only 21 years old. And he's already a stud at wide receiver. And wide receiver is one of the harder positions, harder positions to tra- transition to in the NFL. Um, so, I really like uh Justin Jefferson for that reason and T Higgins T Higgins seems to be quarterback proof he played with Brandon Allen this last week at quarterback um and he still got a touchdown and he got about like 20 I think he got uh 44 receiving yards on five catches that's that's pretty good numbers for PPR leagues um T Higgins is continuing to show that he is a wide receiver dynasty wide receiver borderline one borderline wide receiver two you know he's a high-end wide receiver two right now for me um in startups and everything so t higgins he might not be acquirable in your dynasty leagues but if you do have him you should not be selling him he looks very good um if you could try to spin it that joe burrow is gonna be out for a while and try to acquire t higgins and do it man he is very good he's worth having on your fantasy teams i have him on a lot of my teams and he's awesome and uh speaking about guys that are awesome darnell mooney this man puts everything into his game. He was uh, spreading out for catches. He was extending his body like just on the line for Mitch Trubisky's terrible passes. And uh, he only had 8.4 fantasy points in PPR leagues to show for it. But he got a receiving two-pointer, so he got, he got a two-point reception. Um, and then he had three receptions for 34 yards. So that's that's pretty good. Like, I mean, for a rookie that was drafted in the fifth, I think, round, that's pretty good stats for uh, someone going in with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Once they upgrade their quarterback next year, I'm looking to buy Darnell Mooney right now because once they upgrade their quarterback next year, which they should, if they don't, they're, they're crazy. Then Darnell Mooney will have more opportunity and better opportunities as well because his quarterback won't be missing throws. Um, speaking about quarterbacks for next year, some wide receivers that I'd be targeting for next year. Denzel Mims, he's going to have Trevor Lawrence most likely as his quarterback. You know, you can't ignore the fact that Trevor Lawrence is coming to the NFL and he's going to light it up like all these other rookies have. You know, so Denzel Mims, he has to be the wide receiver one unless they sign a guy like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay in free agency. Uh, I see Denzel Mims stepping up in a huge role. Either way, he's going to be a wide receiver one or wide receiver. I mean, a wide receiver two or wide receiver three for scoring purposes. Uh, He might not be the wide receiver one on the team, but he will still be uh, successful because he is a good route runner. He showed it uh, as a rookie with basically Joe Flacco as his quarterback. Um, and another guy who's been showing up 
is LaVisca Chanel. And LaVisca Chanel should have another quarterback next year as well. So this is a guy that I'm also targeting in uh, in most dynasty leagues. Uh, he's kind of hard to buy because a lot of people have hype around LaVisca Chanel. So he's harder to buy than Denzel Mims. But, you know, he only put up 6.7 fantasy points with Mike Lennon at quarterback. That's three receptions, 31 re- receiving yards, and he had six rushing yards. So he's he's a good gadget player in, in that offense, and he should be a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two um, for the future. You know, that's someone that I want on my fantasy team as a wide receiver three or a, a flex. Uh, LaVisca Chenault will have Justin Fields most likely as his quarterback. So this is someone that I'm also looking to acquire because Justin Fields has a cannon. He uh, is good on the RPOs. He's, he's, a, he's a dynamic athlete at quarterback, and that's something that you want to see because it helps your wide receivers out with the RPOs and everything. So, uh, And especially since LaVisca Chenault takes design carries, it's going to help them a lot. I really like uh, – the the thought of investing in Chenault right now. And another guy that you should be investing in is CD lamb. His value has taken a hit a little bit. Um, he's still expensive. He's still very expensive, but you know, with Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott coming back next year, his value will only get higher. So if you can get him right now, you're getting someone who will only raise in value. Uh, and you know, someone who let's go in an opposite route. Let's say someone who might only decline in value, Michael Pittman jr. You know, if they bring in a, a quarterback, uh, who does not like Sam Darnold? He's not going to utilize him the same way that uh, Philip Rivers likes to utilize those six four wide receivers like uh, Tyrell Williams before Michael Pittman Jr. and other guys. I think Michael Pittman Jr. has a great rest of the season outlook, but once Philip Rivers leaves, it's going to be questionable for me. Um, Quintez Cephas is another name you could look to buy right now for really cheap. Uh, the Detroit Lions only wide receivers on their uh, 2021 roster that are signed are Quintez Cephas and uh, Geronimo Allison. So that's, those are, those are some uh, names right there. Quintez Cephas is a name that you could be investing now in to, to pay dividends later. You could sell him easily next year. If he's the wide receiver two in Detroit, um, you know, they should resign Kenny Galladay, but if they don't, Maybe Quintez Cephas is that good and he steps up in his role. But uh, I'm kind of questionable on Quintez Cephas, but he's someone that I would be taking a gamble on. Uh, I like his opportunity uh, for 2021, but, you know, he's not going to do anything for you right now. Uh, same guy, same kind of guy like that is Cole Komet. Cole Komet looks really good at tight end, but he doesn't have a quarterback to th- throw in the ball. Um, he's a guy that you could be buying right now. Um, for pretty cheap, and he could blow up once he gets a good quarterback. It only takes a quarterback to use his tight end, man. Like we saw with uh, Eric Ebron not being used in Detroit. Once he goes to the Ben Roethlisberger offense, he's used in the seams. He's used correctly. Cole Komet needs to be used correctly. He's not being used correctly by his offense. He's a way better tight end than Jimmy, the corpse of Jimmy Graham. Um, I want to see more Cole Komet on the field. And I think that Matt Nagy will start showing and featuring Cole Komet in that offense next year. If, if Matt, if Matt Nagy still around his, his uh, seat is getting pretty hot under him. Thankfully the Detroit lions fired the other Matt, Matt Patricia in the NFC North. There's an only one, there's two more mats. There's a Matt LaFleur and a Matt Nagy as well. A lot of mats in the NFC North. Um, and I'm a, I'm a Matt and I'm an NFC North fan. So it, it just works out for me. Um, Another name, just just my last name I'm going to give to you guys 
to go by at wide receiver is Brian Edwards. He was a training camp monster. Everyone was hyping him up. People have soured on him since. Uh, his value is lower. You know, um, it's it's something that I, I like Brian Edwards a lot, but he's he's kind of questionable, man. Like, why didn't why didn't he step into the wide receiver one role right away? Why hasn't he showed up? Why is Nelson Aguilar doing better than him? It's, it's just why, what's up with him? What's up with his his breakout age was. 18 years old in the SEC, and he's not able to produce yet. It's something that I'm uh, a little skeptical on for Brian Edwards, but I'm still going to be buying him, um, but not for too much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay, I wouldn't overpay for uh, Brian Edwards, but I'd pay a second, uh, maybe a 2022 second and a 2021 third for him. Try to see if that could get it done. Um, maybe that's a little too much, but I'm not sure. Uh, good news at quarterback, Justin Herbert. He's not hurt. His, his his coach called a he called a quarterback sneak, and his whole offensive line dropped into pass protection on the last play of the game this week. It made no sense. I'm not sure what the offensive line was thinking, um, but they need a new head coach. And Justin Herbert has only only upside from here, man. Like Justin Herbert's upside is is sky high. If they hire Eric Bieniemy or another name to be the head coach for him, then you're going to see a, a quarterback who pops. He can make every throw. He changes his arm, uh, tr- his arm angle to make throws. It's just something that I like to see from quarterbacks is that that little sidearm that they can throw because Baker Mayfield can't do it. <laughs> if you saw Baker Mayfield this weekend, he uh, he missed a lot of throws. Um, just seeing this now, but how you doing, Jason? Uh, hope work's going well for you, man. Um, but yeah, YouTube chat. If you're if you're live with me, uh, I'll respond to your comments. So. Type in the chat. How are, how are you guys doing today? Um, I'm doing great. I just uh, finished my homework for accounting. You know, it, it was it was a drag, but you know, I'm happy to be here talking football with you guys right now. And uh, I really like this rookie class. I think that there's a lot of names, and there's a lot of faces that are going to be long term dynasty assets from this class that we didn't see with other classes. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of players in this class that have a lot of potential. So I'd be looking to buy as many as as many of these top rookies as I can uh, for the lowest price possible. Um, like a Cam Akers, if you can get him for pretty cheap, he looks like he's the future there in the LA Rams backfield. Um, there, there's just a lot of names here, like Gabriel Davis even. He's a talented rookie wide receiver uh, who's a complimentary piece to Stephon Diggs. You know, if you can get him for cheap, he, he's worth acquiring because he can have these weeks where he has, he has 16.9 points in a PPR league. That is good uh, for, for a rookie wide receiver, that's really good. Uh, Chase Claypool, he hasn't even played yet this week, but he's a, he's a dynasty wide receiver one slash wide receiver two on a year. He's just putting up ungodly numbers with Ben Roethlisberger, a lot of touchdowns. Um, he's looked at a lot in the red zone. He's a great big slot guy, uh, but you're going to have to overpay to get him. So if you can get Gabriel Davis instead, you're getting a pretty good, uh, alternative wide receiver who is the wide receiver two in that offense. It looks like, um, right behind. I'm not sure if it's Cole Beasley or uh, Gabriel Davis, but it looks like Gabriel Davis will be the wide receiver two in that offense. Um, so he's worth acquiring right now, in my opinion, because Josh Allen likes to th- spread the ball around besides the red zone where he likes to take it in himself. Um, but yeah, this, this rookie class cannot be undervalued. You have to go get these rookies now before they start blowing up in price. There's a lot of names I just gave you guys. I hope you follow my, uh, 
my opinions because I follow my own opinions. Um, yeah, so I'm going to head out. Hope you guys have a great day and later.